Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. How are you guys doing tonight? All right. Praise the Lord. All right. We'll start off with some prayer. Father, we come before you. Uh, we thank you that you can give us a place to come learn about you, learn about your nature. I thank you for the anointing flowing through me. And I thank you that uh, you're going to remove my, my flesh and you're going to speak through me tonight. And, and I, we praise you, we honor you, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so full disclosure, I did one Toastmasters in my life and I had so many ums and uhs and everything, so I'm going to try and go better than that. So the... My subject tonight is pride, and if you're taking notes and you have a sub or side subject, I don't know how you call them, but it's called Building Up to Be Brought Low. And I'm going to start out reading some scripture in Jeremiah 9, 23 through 26 in the NLT. said, This is what the Lord says, Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom, or the powerful boast in their power, or the rich boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love, who brings justice and righteousness to the earth, and that I delight in these things. I, the Lord, have spoken. A time is coming, says the Lord, when I will punish all those who are circumcised in the body but not in the spirit. The Egyptians, the Edomites, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the people who live in the desert, in remote places, and yes, even the people of Judah. And like all these pagan nations, the people of Israel also have uncircumcised hearts. And when I was going over this particular scripture, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, he wanted it said like this. So a time is coming, says the Lord, when I will punish all those who are uncircumcised in body but not in spirit. The Americans, the Canadians, the Chinese, the Russians, the people who live in the desert in remote places, and yes, even the people of the church. And like all these pagan nations, the people of the church also have uncircumcised hearts. So it hit me and I was like, wow, you know, you gotta really you know, you're, we're sitting amongst people weekly, weekly, and who knows who's living this out or who's not, you know? And the Lord's, the time's coming, you know what I mean? So, so my next scripture is uh, Philippians 2, 3, 3 through 6 in the complete Jewish Bible. Uh, Do nothing out of rivalry or vanity, but in humility. Regard each other as better than yourselves. Look out for each other, each other's interests, and not just for your own. Let your attitude toward one another be governed by your being in union with the Messiah, Yeshua. Though he was in the form of God, he did not record equality with God, with something to be possessed by force. And then with that, I mean, we need to humble ourselves daily to be just like Jesus Christ. I mean, that's our motto here is life in Christ. So uh, <clears throat> Psalm 10, 2 through 4 in the ESV. 
In arrogance, the wicked hotly pursue the poor. Let them be caught in the schemes that they have devised. For the wicked boast of the desires of his soul, and the greedy for gain curses and renounces the Lord. In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are as are there is no God. So I looked up the definition of, of pride, and the definition of pride is having an excessively high opinion of one's self or one's importance. Some similar words are arrogance, vanity, self-glorification, egotism, and conceit. So my first point here is uh, pride will keep you from prayer. If you are operating in pride, you will have an attitude that you can do things for yourself. You will have no need for God. You will think that you can do everything for yourself. You will be fully self-reliant and, and self-seeking. You will not seek after God. There will be no desire for you to pray because you will be following your soul, completely ignoring your spirit and the Holy Spirit within you. You will not realize it, but you will be saying, there is no God. So, so how do we go about vo avoiding this? Uh, by keeping in constant prayer, staying reliant on the bread from heaven. If you are spending in time in prayer, the Lord will guide you. Take time to pray. If you don't have time to pray, take time. Make time. Take away from your TV time. Take away from your scrolling time and take away from your sleeping time if you have to. Prayer is more important than anything else you can be doing in life. The only thing more important that you should be doing more than prayer is spending time in the Word of God. And then as I was going through this, and I mean, that was all just from the Holy Spirit speaking to me through, you know, just prayer, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Surprising. <laughs> um, but Holy Spirit said to me, did you know you can become prideful in prayer? I said, okay, well, how's that? When you become demanding in prayer, instead of expectant in faith, you are becoming prideful. You should be expecting by faith God to do what you ask according to his will, but not demanding he should do it because you have said it. Stay expectant in faith, not entitled in pride. And when the Holy Spirit said that to me, I was like, wow, how, how have I been praying, you know? Am, am I just throwing prayers up there because I know God hears me and I know I'm, I'm anointed, I know I'm righteous in his eyes, so he should be doing what I say? Or am I doing it, am I seeking after God for what, what God wants? Is it my will or is it his, his will that I'm seeking after? So... And uh, I read this book, not daily, but close to, it's called from, it's uh, My Utmost for His Highest, and the, the passage from March 20th was in uh, Genesis 18, 17, and 19. I don't think I gave you those scriptures, sorry. But it says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nation of nations of the earth shall be blessed by him for I know him that he will he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord 
to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. In the, uh, when, I, when I read that, I, I just kind of replaced Abraham with the church and, and kind of the same thing with the Holy Spirit was doing in the first passage we read there. And seeing that the church shall surely become a great and mighty nation and that all the nations of the earth shall be blessed by the church. For I know the church that he that they will command their children and their household after them and they shall keep away from or keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon the church that which he, he hath spoken of him and then uh, the commentary on that was in the book was think of the last thing you prayed about were you devoted to your desire or to God determined to get some gift of the spirit or to get at God. Your heavenly father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. The point of asking is that you may get to know God better. Delight thyself in the Lord and he shall give, you, give thee the desires of thine heart. Keep praying in order to get a perfect understanding of God himself. And when I read that, I, I was kind of convicted, you know, I. Sometimes I, I do seek after what I want, what I think is best for me. But then when I am sitting there and I'm like, okay, why isn't this happening? What, what's going on, Lord? This, this kind of checked my heart is, am, am I praying to get in touch with God? Or am I just praying to check a box during the week? Am I just praying to to, you know, make myself feel better that I prayed that day. No, we, we need to be praying, and I'm speaking to myself right now, we need to be praying to seek God. What does God have for you? What does God have for, for me? And then uh, C.S. Lewis said, according to Christian teachers, the essential vice, the utmost evil, is pride, unchastity, Anger, greed, drunkenness, and all that are mere flea bites in comparison. It was through pride that the devil became the devil. Pride leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind. It is pride which has been the chief cause of misery in every nation and every family since the world began. And I, I, can, I can attest to that. I mean... I'll, I'll be a little transparent up here, but a couple of years ago, I was being prideful, and I mean, I got two, two, wow, thank you, Holy Spirit. I got two of them. One was, I was being prideful. My wife needed help with the kids, and I was like, yeah, you go ahead and take care of that. I'm going to go and make money. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, I'm the breadwinner. You, you take care of everything at home, and being prideful and pretending like everything was okay. And uh, in that, Satan had his way. He saw, okay, you got the same heart I do. I'm gonna have my way with you then. And uh, you know, not, not being repentant about it. And my family was quite tore up. And there was suffering from, my wife suffered from it. My daughter suffered from it. My younger, both both my daughters, you know, the whole family was tore up, and then it took, 
repentance and coming back to God and like admitting that you, I was wrong for it to come back together and just standing on the word of God. And so, and then a, another one that Holy Spirit just gave me is when we first started coming here, we were struggling like with keeping food in our cupboards and everything else like that. I had just started a new job and I'd been laid off before that on an unemployment and stuff and my wife was working, were you full-time? Home Depot, yeah, she was full-time and there was a, a time when we were struggling to keep food in the cupboard. We had our bills paid and our house was paid for. We weren't gonna go homeless, but we didn't have much to eat. And Pastor Sean came to me and he had a check for us. Holy Spirit told him, here, give him that money. And I said, no, I can't take that. <sighs> I was being prideful in that moment. I was, I was more okay <sighs> with letting my family not have food in the cupboards because I'm the man. No, that was God's blessing that I was trying to, I was trying to keep away, push away. Like, no, Lord, I don't need that. I got this. And it took me, he, he almost, he was like, well, okay, you don't need it? And I was like, yeah, I do need it, you know? <laughs> but it, it was that close to that blessing being taken away from me being prideful, you know? So that's a good segue. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So with, with pride, with your pride will come a fall. I'll just read off these scriptures real quick. We don't got to uh, go there, but. Pride, become, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 16, 18. Before his downfall, a man's heart is proud, but humility comes before honor. Proverbs 18, 12. When pride comes, disgrace follows, but with humility comes wisdom. Proverbs 11, 2. So some examples of pride in the Bible. In Acts chapter 5, Ananias and Sapphira had too much pride to repent of their dishonesty. We all know how that ended up. In 2 Kings uh, 25, King Zedekiah was prideful to the point that it costed him his two sons and both of his eyes. He had so many chances to surrender and to leave the city, but he, he just kept, nope, this is mine, this is mine. But it wasn't his at all. Um, so, in King... Uh, also, King Uzziah had pride to go into the temple and burn incense, which led to the death of many in Israel in 2 Chronicles 26, 16 through 21. And we'll go there in the Amplified. But when Uzziah became strong, he became so proud of himself and his accomplishments that he acted corruptly. And he was unfaithful and sinned against the Lord his God. For he went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. Then Azariah, the priest, went in after him with 80 priests of the Lord, men of courage. They opposed King Uzziah and said to him, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priests, the, son of, the sons of Aaron, who have been consecrated to burn incense. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have been unfaithful, and you will have no honor from the Lord God. Uzziah, with a censer in his hand to burn incense, was enraged. And while he was enraged with the priests, leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord, beside the incense 
incense altar. As Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked toward him, behold, he was leprous on his forehead, and they hurried him out of there. And he also hurried to get out because the Lord had stricken him. King Uzziah was a leper to the day of his death, and being a leper, he lived in a separate house, for he was excluded from the house of the Lord, and his son, Jotham, took charge of the king's household, judging and governing over the people of the land. So, in this, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and says, if you're walking with your head too high, you're going to trip over something. In pride, you will stop doing what God has called you to do and be trying to do things outside of your call and outside of his will. The example of King Uzziah shows getting outside of your call. King Saul did the same thing, making an offering to the Lord, and the anointing was taken from him. If you get outside of your job, in the body, and try to do something because you think you can do it better, you are walking outside of the will and the protection of the Almighty. You have become prideful. God can get someone else to do your call if you are not operating in the way he has told you. Stay in submission to the Lord and do whatever he asks, even if it doesn't make sense to you. The way to walk away from pride, or sorry, the way to walk away from pridefulness is being quick to repent of your sin. And uh, as I was going through this, I was writing that out, and then Holy Spirit told me, if you're walking in pridefulness, you're also walking in distrust of the Lord. If you are staying in an attitude of repentance, the Lord honors that, and Scripture says in 1 John 1, 9, if we, are, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Pride is sin. Confess your sin. Turn away from it and be forgiven. There may be some consequences to deal with, but the, but the sin, or sorry, there may be some consequences to deal with in the sin, but the quicker you are to face the problem, and repent, the lighter it will be. Sorry. So, I'm gonna tell you guys a story about pride in my, another one in my life. Man, I'm just on a roll. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. So, uh, back in October, I took over a permanent route working for the city and uh, they want it done a certain way, and it, uh, there's ways to do it a lot faster and a lot more efficient, but they want it done their way. And uh, I was doing it my way, and I was told by the supervisor, you can't be doing that. You need to do it this way. We want you to use a winch on these Tanks that are bigger, you can't just be using the truck to throw them up, all, all, all the tanks. It takes about, I don't know, 30 seconds to dump a tank without the winch, and with the winch, it's a good minute, minute and a half. I mean, I'm trying to save the company money, you know? So, <laughs> but, uh, so I just, okay, I'll do that. And uh, I just kept on going ahead and doing it, whatever. They're not, 
yeah, they're my supervisor, but they're not sitting over me. They're not sitting in the truck with me all day. So uh, the very next day after I was told not to do that, I was called into the office. And uh, one of the other supervisors had saw me. He was just driving through town, and there goes Ryan. He's going to, so I did three things wrong. I was servicing a tank or a dumpster on the day it wasn't supposed to, so then I wouldn't have to do it the next day, and I can have an easier day the next day. <laughs> I was, uh, I was, we, I work on a two-man truck, and if you're backing up, you have to have a spotter outside. I'm a good garbage man. I don't need no spotter. <laughs> so that was the second one. And then the third one, I didn't use that winch. So uh, they, they went ahead and called me in, and they told me what I did. And I go, look, I was like, I don't know. I probably did all that stuff. I'm not going to lie to you, and I'm not going to sit here and argue or fight with you about it. I probably did every one of those things that you're, you're saying. So I took the write up. So I got my punishment for my sin. You know, I, I was not repentant about it at the time. <laughs> but uh, at that time, you know, the Lord kind of walks me through things to do in the morning on the way to work. Sometimes it's prayer, sometimes it's listening to scripture. And it's just, that's what I do when I spend my 15 minute drive to work, is just spend time with the Lord before I get there. And uh, I happened to be listening to Proverbs that month, and uh, I was uh, listening to it, and it was, uh, let me go back and get it verbatim for you. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, that's you. Here you go. Yes, it is. <laughs> so what I had to do is humble myself and I got to work and I went and talked to the supervisor that told me you're not supposed to be doing that you need to do it a certain way and I went to him and I told him I was like hey can I talk to you real quick he goes yeah go ahead what's going on and uh this supervisor is not the most liked supervisor there. I get along with him fine, but there's a lot of guys that butt heads with him. And he can be a firecracker sometimes. So I'm like, all right. So I go up to him, I was like, hey, I just wanted to apologize. And he looked at me, kind of shocked. He goes, I go, well, you told me that I need to be doing my job a certain way. You're my supervisor. I didn't listen to you. I completely ignored you and did whatever I wanted to, and that was wrong, and I apologize for that. And the, it was just the most amazing thing. He just stopped, and he looked at me, and he put out his hand, and he shook my hand. He goes, I appreciate that. He's like, I took a lot. He's like, usually that doesn't happen. So it was really awesome to... To, you know, and I, I, I told him, I was like, this is what the Lord 
dealt with me on. Like, so I was not only able to be different than anyone else, but I was able to let him know and kind of share with him, like, this isn't me. I don't want to apologize to you. <laughs> this is the Holy Spirit working through me. So, um, an- another one that uh, comes to mind is more recent is um, I have a daughter from a woman that's not my wife, and uh, I we had a bad past. And I reached out to her through Facebook Messenger, and I just told her, hey, we pray for you all the time. I wanted to come to you and let you know, like, I've forgiven you for anything that ever happened between us. And uh, that I I asked for her forgiveness, and I just, you know, kind of came to her and tried to clear the air. And I, I wrote quite a bit, and I was, expecting some kind of response, and I got one of these emojis. <laughs> I was like, how dare she, you know? Like, <laughs> do, does she know who she's doing? Does, did she read what I wrote, you know? But, and then I was, the Holy Spirit checked me. That wasn't for you, you know? You had already forgiven her. That was for her to know how you feel about the situation, you know, and share the love of God with her in her dark place that she's still in. So, and then I got a, a thing that stuck out from this great men's study that we're doing. It's, uh, it's from Maximize Manhood by Edwin Lewis Cole. It says, God commands confession, confession to get rid of sin, and confession to put on righteousness, repentance from sin, and faith toward God is the balance. Unconfessed sin is unforgiven sin. Sin can only come out of the life through the mouth. I mean, it's so like, it's, it's plain and simple, and yet we complicate it so much. You know, we, we confess all these other confessions over us that are good confessions, but how often do we sit there and stop and take the time to repent and confess our sin. Because if we're not confessing it, how is it going to be forgiven? There's an abundance of grace out there, and all you have to do is ask for that forgiveness and repent and turn away from what you were doing. Point number three, your pride will keep you from love. No, we're going to go to Romans 12, verse 12 through 16 in the Passion. Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God at all times. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people, and respond by helping them. And eagerly welcome people as guests into your home, speaking blessing and not cursing over those who reject you and persecute you. And I mean, I'm gonna pause right there because I felt rejected when I got that. You know, but I, I had just prepared this sermon. 
I, I had just read that, but in my flesh, I just ignore it, you know? So speak blessing over, speak blessing, not cursing over those who reject and persecute you. Celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. Live happily together in a spirit of harmony and be as mindful of another's worth as you are of your own. Don't live with a lofty mindset. Excuse me. Thinking you are too important to serve others, but be willing to do menial tasks and identify with those who are humble-minded. Don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. So Holy Spirit spoke to me once again. Praise the Lord. When operating in pride, you are only concerned with being served, not serving. Your pride will hurt you and the others around you. You will be deceived that you are building things up, but in reality, you will be tearing them down. Learn to check your heart when doing things and ask the Lord, am I walking in the way that you would have me to walk? Ask the Lord for the correction if you need, sorry, ask the Lord for the correction if you need it, to be in love and not in pride. And uh, this includes being spiritually proud. Don't become proud to the point where you think you know it all because another denomination doesn't believe the Bible as you do. Now, I'm not getting all wily and out there. If they go against the scripture and they twist scripture to make it fit into their own desires, their own lusts, their own greed, whatever it may be, they're, if they're twisting this scripture, we don't associate with them. But if they're preaching the gospel, just because they don't go as far with certain things as we do, and I come from a Southern Baptist and Lutheran background, so it's easy for me to say, oh, how are you going to say, I mean, nobody stoned me, but I have a MacArthur study Bible. (laughs) So, you know, I, I once was a John MacArthur fanboy, like, so, (laughs) um, praise the Lord, there's deliverance, but no, (laughs) no, but, uh, yeah, I, I come from that, so, I mean, there wasn't an operation of gifts, and there was, it was much different than church that I know now, and the God that I know now, and it's easy for me to sit there and look back and look at these other denominations and how they're talking out against these other, the Pentecostals or this and that, and some of it's warranted. I mean, there's charismatics, and then there's charismaniacs. You know, so if you if it's not balanced and it's not in the scripture, you're a charismaniac. So, but uh, yeah, don't become spiritually proud because uh, in that they may have more revelation in a different area that we may overlook. We should be in a spirit of harmony with other denominations that don't twist scripture. They are of worth in the kingdom of God. So we're, we're all fighting for the same prize. 
and it's not a fight. There, there are brothers and sisters, just like all of us are brothers and sisters in here. So I, I believe it was Kenneth E. Hagen. He was in the service where he was listening to a minister from a different denomination, and he got an answer that he was looking for for what was it, 10 years? Or was it more? It was, it was quite a while he was looking for that answer. And if he would have tuned out from that guy because he didn't believe everything that he believed, he would have never got that. So 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8 in the Passion. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous. When blessing comes to someone else, love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. So this description of love shows that if you are in pride, you're never going to be walking in love. We know from scripture that love is the greatest of all. Pride is selfish, love is not. Pride brags on itself and makes itself more important. Love does not. Pride takes offense and is easily irritated. Love does not. Pride is jealous of others. Love is not. Pride stops loving. Love cannot. So, in conclusion, Stay in prayer, keep in communion with the Lord, the one who is bigger than all, and stay reliant on his leading. Give your time and thoughts to the will of God, not to the will of your flesh. Stay in your call and keep your eyes on what God has, sorry, stay in your call and keep your eyes on what God has for you, what he has told you to do. Stay in submission to what you have been told. If you get away from that, repent, repent, repent. Going back to the uh, denominational pride thing, I was just listening to a minister the other day, and he was talking about back in the uh, Hebrew culture and back in the times when Jesus was around, they didn't have certain words to express certain things like we do in English or all these adjectives and things. So how they would say truly, truly, that was expressing it more deeply. So when I say this three times, I'm trying to express it more deeply. Repent, repent, repent. Lastly, learn to serve and don't just live to be served. Keep in step with the Holy Spirit. 
Walk in love. This will keep you humble and in the will of God. Thank you. was this one, I guess. There we go. Um, that was awesome. So good. Did you get anything? <sighs> I just, I love it. Um, you know, it takes faith to step out and do, come up and do this. It's not easy, but there's that anointing there. Man, just awesome. Um, and it's interesting, you, you know, you t it takes a little bit sometimes, especially when you first start out doing this, to get past the nerves. But I could tell the moment everything started settling in and he got over into that gifting. And that's going to continue to grow and develop. Amen? I think we might have you back. <laughs> this scripture came to me before we go. And I wanted to share this just in conjunction with what he's sharing there at the end. Um... Because sometimes in our passion, even this is something the Lord deals with me about, but our passion and desire to live truth, we step over into more zeal and knowledge than we do humility. So humility will help you express things better, not just be passionate and forceful. There is a place for passion and force and boldness and all of that. Um, but this is something that really has spoken to me in the Lord's, I just keep going over it, brings me back to it frequently. Um, it says this, the servant, this is second Timothy two twenty four through 26, but it says the servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all able to teach patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. So just ties in with the whole opposite of pride thing. You know, God is, he knows who he is, but he's not arrogant. We can do the same. Amen? It'll help us be more effective. What I found through the years is this. The, the more we walk in humility, the, the, the more the Lord can actually turn up the volume and the anointing on our, on our voice. It doesn't even matter. I mean, it does matter that we know things. That's important. But people, there are sometimes people that know more than others, but because their humility level is, is high or is not, not, not where it should be, their humili humility is not where it should be and their pride is high, the Lord actually, even though they know a lot, just turns the volume down on their voice. And you just don't have as much impact. Greater impact comes through lower levels. Kingdom operation is actually opposite of how the world, he exalts those who what? Humble themselves. So if I carry an attitude of, well, I don't got to listen to those over me. The Lord will say, okay, you know a lot, but I'm just going to go ahead and turn you down. And then somebody else will be turned up. And I know for me, I'm like, well, I should be doing that. And the Lord's going, should you? What if I do put you there? What will you do? I should be in leadership, should you? <laughs> because why? You have a higher college degree than someone else? 
It's just that that pride is just in the earth, you know. And in our study in First John two, we were talking about the cosmos and the world system, which we're going to hit next week even greater. But that's part of this world system, the pride of life, right? So we need to watch it. We need to repent of it or ask for forgiveness for it and repent of it. Change the way we do it. Take a hold of, I love what you stated, put righteousness on. What does that mean? Therefore, you clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and don't make any provision for the flesh. Amen? And in our humility, God will be able to, uh, he'll be able to work through us at a higher level, but we'll also have greater understanding because pride blinds. Humility brings light or eyesight right? Understanding. So Father, we thank you for tonight. Lord, we just are so grateful for all the gifts in your body. Lord, we just acknowledge this gift in Ryan to minister the anointing upon his life. We thank you, Lord, that it's going to continue to grow and continue to develop. Lord, you'll continue to move in this church and develop leaders, develop those in every area to be as effective as possible to carry the platforms and the level of volume that you've designed for them. But we thank you for flowing through Ryan tonight. We receive these words from your word and by the Holy Spirit through him. And we will be doers and not hearers only in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. See you Sunday. Bless you guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.